Parashat Vaigash Summary When Yehuda heard Yosef say that he will take Binyamin as a slave, he remembered his promise to his father, Yaakov, that he would bring Binyamin back alive. Yehuda stepped forward and threatened Yosef to take back Binyamin by force. Yosef displayed his own might to Yehuda. Yehuda realized it's better to speak softly and all of a sudden changed his approach. He said, Our father's wife died, and so did Binyamin's brother. This son is the only one left. If he doesn't return, my father will be heartbroken. Yehuda said that the other brother died to avoid being told to bring him also to Egypt. Yehuda said, take me as a slave in his stead. Yosef couldn't bear to see his brothers embarrassed anymore, and sent everyone except for his brothers out of the room. Once alone, he said to his brothers, Ani Yosef, ha'od avichai? I am Yosef, is my father still alive? Don't worry that you sold me, for it was Hashem's plan in order that I become ruler over Egypt to be able to provide for you. Paro, who was very happy to hear that Yosef was from the illustrious family of Yaakov, sent provisions to bring Yaakov and his family down to Egypt. Yosef gave his brothers new clothes to replace the clothing they tore when they heard that Binyamin would be taken as a slave. To Binyamin, aside from multiple sets of clothing, he also gave money. Back in Eretz Yisrael, Yaakov's granddaughter, Serach Batsher, began playing a song with the words, Od Yosef Hai, Yosef is still alive. Yaakov gave her a beracha, that she should live forever. Yosef was concerned that Yaakov would not be comforted with the news that he was still alive, for Mitzrayim was a place filled with evil people. Yosef sent a sign to Yaakov to show him that he was still a tzaddik. Before he left, he was learning with Yaakov the laws of Egla Arufa. When a person is found killed outside the city, the leaders put a calf to death as an atonement, kapara. Yosef now sent a message to his father. When you see the agalot, the wagons, be reminded that we were learning about the agla arufa before I left. When Yaakov saw that Yosef remembered his learning, he realized he was still a tzaddik and was comforted. As much as Yaakov wanted to see Yosef, he was unsure if he should leave Eretz Yisrael to go to Egypt. Hashem appeared to him and told him that he will accompany him and protect him, and that eventually Bnei Israel will come back to the land of Israel. Yaakov sent Yehuda ahead to set up a Bet Midrash, so they would have a place to learn when they arrived. When Yosef heard that his father was coming, he himself prepared his chariot to greet him. Finally, father and son met. Yaakov wanted so much to kiss Yosef, whom he had not seen in 22 years. Yet he held himself back and channeled his immense love towards Hashem, and said, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. When he finished, he looked at Yosef, and seeing that he was still a tzaddik, his happiness knew no bounds. Yosef introduced some of his brothers to Paro, and they told him that they were shepherds, and asked to live in Goshen. Paro designated for them the land of Goshen to live in. The Egyptians worshipped sheep. Yosef hoped that, that, that by living in Goshen, the Egyptians would leave them alone. Yosef at this point was 39 years old. He was 17 when he was sold. He worked one year for Potiphar. He was originally in jail for 10 years. He stayed an extra two years in jail for trusting too much in the butler. There were seven years of plenty and two years of famine. Lastly, Yaakov gave Paroa Beracha that the water of the Nile River should once again overflow and water the fields. And so it was. After only two out of the seven years of famine passed, the Nile overflowed and grain and fruits began to grow in Egypt once again.